<laughs> All right. Welcome to The Big Top with your hosts, Amy Seifert and Lori Rittenham. We are just two women juggling too many things, and we're inviting you to come join our circus. We both love laughing and learning, and our hope is that you go back to your own circus just a little bit lighter. Enjoy the show. Well, hi, Big Top listeners. Amy Seifert here, one of your co-hosts. Welcome to our circus today, friends. We always make a point to laugh on our show every week because laughter, it's one of the best remedies for our crazy stress lives. And we love to learn together because we love becoming our best selves. So a few things about our episode today. Lori will announce the winner of our giveaway that we had on the socials. Thanks for all your tagging and sharing. It was really great. Um, a signed copy of Chin Up and these gorgeous noonday earrings are coming to some lucky winner that um, will be at the end of the show. And friends, we had a breakthrough on our audio and got some tech help this week. But the first five minutes, there's just like a little crackle on my mic, but then we fix it. Minute six. So hang in there. You will be rewarded. And, and your reward is listening to Courtney DeFeo because she's incredibly down to earth. And, and yet she regularly kicks it with like Lisa Turkhurst, who's the founder of Proverbs 31 Ministries, um, New York Times author. You know, it's fine. She's, she's amazing. And Courtney's been writing about motherhood for years. She just has this, these fantastic pieces of wisdom you're going to want to tuck in your pocket as you go about your day. So if you don't know Courtney, she is most known for being a factory of ideas for families. And it's her desire to lead a life that radiates God's love in action and His grace along the way. So as a former marketing professional for corporations such as Chick-fil-A and Ketchum Public Relations, Courtney has a history of creating memorable programs and ideas that others to action. She's the author of In This House, We Will Giggle, creator of ABC Scripture Cards and Virtue Card, the kindness movement, Light em Up Acts. And her most recent project, it's really fun. Uh, her passion is for tween girls and their moms, treasuredgirls.com. And she's, she's just a sought-after speaker and contributing writer, appearing on familiar sites and stages, such as Focus on the Family, Mops International, Buckhead Church, Proverbs 31, Parents Magazine. I mean... Yeah, and she would say her most honorable mention is her husband, Ron, and their two wildly creative girls, Ella, who is 11, and Larson, who is 9. So you can find Courtney at CourtneyDeFeo.com. So I think you guys are going to enjoy her, um, and welcome to our motherhood series. Enjoy the show. How's it going, girl? Aim. I was up until probably 1 a.m. Doing what? Watching the Bachelorette finale. Um, you love it. This is your like guilty part. You love it. I mean, I like love it more than life itself. <laughs> but she picked, I don't want to give a spoiler alert because I don't know who's listening, but yeah. she picked the guy I wanted her to pick. And it was a story. Oh, that you were like. Oh, it's a storybook romance. A storybook romance. See, I'm not watching it, but you are like in it to win it, man. I'm, I'm in it to win it. A hundred percent. Am I allowed to talk yet? I'm freaking out. Yes, <laughs> Courtney, get on there. Okay. I'm get going to Google it. I'm just going to say, y'all carry on. I'm going to Google the winner because I, I want to know. Oh, friends. 
Hey, listeners, okay, this is Courtney DeFeo. She's on here. We'll talk about, we'll give her an intro in a second, but she's looking, looking, she's looking at the bachelorette. So here's the thing that I saw Annie F. Downs say that she loved, that it was like, I can't wait to have a Costco membership with you. Was that like a sweet oh, moment? Yes, that- Becca, Becca the bachelorette, during the proposal, the first thing she said when she said yes was, I can't wait to have a Costco membership with you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I love you. I Because she's normal. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. I would be here for I'm actually very sad that she picked someone because now it's over. And I feel like I like I'm like, oh, well, that was my friend and my season's over. <laughs> you're in like bachelorette depression. Like you're in yeah, the, the blues. Girl. I mean yeah. Courtney, here's the thing. Do you do you like the bachelor bachelorette? I've never seen an episode in my life, so well, look, I feel like I'm not going to be able to focus on this conversation. I'm so behind because I watched the, like, kickoff with my in-law, not my in-laws, my sister and my my sister-in-law, my brother, and my mom, we were like, where were we? I don't remember what month. We must have been at the, was it in the summer when it kicked off? Yeah, yes. we must have been together, like, July 4th. And we were like, oh, we're so in. Contestants were so shady. We're like, his one guy's job was like social media participant. I'm like, what the heck? Like, you just scroll Instagram. Like, I do that. No one's paying me for that. (laughs) No one's paying him either. Right. And then one guy was like a cologne seer. Like, you just buy cologne. Like, that's his job. I don't get that either. So uh, we were like, (laughs) there's nobody, there's no free time on a Monday for like an hour. So I just, I, I feel like I'm disappointing <laughs> you, Lori, but I just lost my steam coming back from that. I don't Girl, know. It's on Hulu if you need to. Okay. But now, I mean, I feel like I know who the guys are. And so now, I mean, I feel like there's a piece of chocolate cake beside me called my phone. That's like, over oh, here's the story of the winner. And I, I need to focus on this biblical, virtuous, life-changing podcast conversation. Oh, we're, we're so virtuous. Great. All right. You on. how short can this conversation be i gotta go watch the match (laughs) i got things i gotta do (laughs) we have a short break for our sponsors so that courtney can go check out (laughs) oh my gosh well speaking of virtuous shoot do you want to like pitch out some would you rathers yeah Uh, i know that game it's so good. I know game. I've heard of that. I went to Auburn University. That's all another story. <laughs> I have my master's in Would You Rather. Yes, I was working on my testimonies. I tell people when I speak. Sometimes when I speak, and there's a group of people who are like, "I know your face from Auburn." I'm like, "Yes, I was not in the ministry at Auburn. <laughs> I was working on my testimony." That's yeah, hilarious. I'm like, I was around the Sigap House. Were you at the Sigap House? <laughs> Sorry, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, I really, I mean, and all jokes aside, like it is kind of fun when I see people because they're like, if I had picked anyone I knew at Auburn, you're not the girl I would pick to like produce ABC cards and a book about Jesus. You're just not who I would pick <laughs> that for. So, I Redemption. mean, we, we got to tell our kids some of our dirt along the way, um, and just be like, he's going to use it all. He really will, and you don't have to lead these perfect you know, button up to lives, um, to produce things and to do things for him. Like he's going to use the mess ups. He's going to use the failure. So we'll get into all that. But, um, I kind of love, Ooh. I love joking about that. It makes for a good joke, but it also makes for a good <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you don't have to get it all right. Trust me. I got a one in my first quarter at Auburn and somehow I'm able to have a job. 
Dude, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, closing I, prayer. I'm going to go watch a show. I'm going to go watch my trash TV. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh. All right. Well, I mean, can I queue up a would you rather? Is sure. that, we got to yeah. do it. Got to do it. All right. Here we go. You both can answer. Would you rather only be able to walk on all fours like a bear or walk sideways like a crab? <laughs> always, wow. always and forevermore. Okay. A crab, for sure. Okay. My immediate thought was because <laughs> I have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm a dancer, okay? Like a mediocre dancer from like the 90s. A crab moves. And then my other thought was like the all fours oh. long would just kind of like stress me out. Like I have headaches. That's just a lot of pressure on the neck region. That's my meteor. <laughs> and here's the thing. I also choose the crab because like on all fours, like that position, that's not cute. No, no. My rear, like as your first, yeah. like what you're, nope, nope. Lori, no. what are you doing? Crab every time. Sideways, <laughs> man. Make it cute. Yeah. <laughs> What are those other animals that only can go sideways? Is that a lemur? Can you always... That's a I, bummer, really. I don't have lemur in my vocabulary. Are you a homeschool mom? <laughs> no! <laughs> but for this... Are you a homeschool mom? That's amazing. Oh. Wait. Like, I don't know if a lemur at the Come zoo. on. A lemur? I think it's like... Is it a furry... Like a, yeah. Like, I think they can only go sideways. All right. Adding that to my Google list. Bachelorette... <laughs> I'm going, I'm lemur going. definition. Do you know how to spell lemur? Yeah, L-E-M-U-R. Okay. Google it. I think they can go sideways. And it's kind of endearing. And like, I think if you go sideways, you have like adventures, right? Because you're always moving. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. We're looking up a lemur and they're kind of weird, guys. <laughs> y'all got to look up lemur right now. Like okay, right now. In like your show notes, me. in your show notes, I need y'all to link to that face. I Instead of putting me on your like Instagram <laughs> thing, I want the lemur. A lemur. Lemur, lemur headshot. <laughs> um, I want to I wanna move into our new thing we're going to do with our guests, Lori, right? Are we ready yeah. for this? Yeah, we're, call, we're calling this Think Fast. Courtney, oh. are you ready? So, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> have you I had your caffeine? I love to think fast. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Okay, so I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you. Well, we'll go back and forth. We're gonna give you two things, and you just have to think fast and choose out of each each item. Okay, okay. you'll you'll get it if this sounds confusing. Okay, ready? Ready. Uh, Justin Timberlake or Michael Jackson? Oh, JT, a hundred percent. A hundred. Oh my god. I gosh. mean, hold on. What category? Like as a date <laughs> tonight or like in my earbuds? Cause like Oh, does it change? I mean, I mean that's weird. I'm married, but I'm just saying like Michael Jackson <laughs> everything. Like a, the best musician of all times. Or like going to see in a concert. I mean, there's so hard choice. This is your thing fast. Whatever your heart says. All right. Uh, JT JT. came first, which is a little, I'm sorry, RIP. MJ, I love you. (laughs) I know, MJ, he's so good. All right, Larry, you want to give the next one? Okay, arms or legs? Arms. Okay. Fall fall or spring? Spring. Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, Starbucks. 
And this is a fight between me and my husband. And we, like, get heated about it. It's just so wrong. And I don't understand his logic. It's so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. City or country? City. Giraffe or lion? Giraffe. Yes, we've already discussed this. (laughs) (laughs) She can't with the lion. We've been here. (laughs) Come on. All right, all right. Uh, Sweet or salty? Sweet. Wooden leg or eye patch? (laughs) (laughs) i patch no guys yeah in fact guys i saw a girl with one today and i was like she's wooden leg just to let you know um okay beach or mountain mountain dog or cat (laughs) neither (laughs) no me neither i mean if i had to choose dog but i really neither for all the days sorry she can't even for all the days okay last one three-year-old or 13-year-old oh sorry children three 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 she's doing it Okay, that was it. That was your think fast. Way to go. Um, It's so hard because I have so many words I want to say about all (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so Lori is JT all the way too. You guys are both Camp Justin Timberlake. I'm I'm Michael Jackson. It is a very hard toss-up because I've been to Michael Jackson's concert and there's so few seats left. I sat behind him with the glove on his hand and it was so magical. I mean, and I will put on the Jackson Five right now and have a shindig. I just love it all. But, <laughs> but Jay, t- uh, yeah. But like date night, you would never go out with MJ. No, no. Date no. night, it's not like a musical <laughs> legend versus like, and I, I don't know, I don't know. We could I guess- go through a very dangerous category here. So I'm gonna just, we'll just, <laughs> we'll be done. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to just, I'm going to stay stand firm in my answer, ladies. JT. JT, I'm with you, girl. Okay, you do it. So here's the thing. We got to know you just a little bit on that thing fast. Good job. <laughs> but and there are now three listeners left. Thank you, ladies. We, get, <laughs> we do. We test our listeners. <laughs> Courtney, okay. Let's, should we do content? Here on the big top, is it time? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. Can you just, can you give our listeners, I mean, we know, we know about you, but can you give us a quick intro about yourself, your family, what you're up to these days? Yeah, so I'm married to a great guy. I mean, everybody says that, but um, I mean, I think I rediscovered it this year. We've been married 15 years and we went off on an anniversary trip. And I think the the thing I will tell you, I wrote about it recently, just about 15 things that we would, we had discovered Um and we were sitting, and I just had to be like, oh, we were in Italy, but we took a fantastic trip. And this one particular day, um, the shops were closed, and he was really actually excited because I loved shopping. He's like, let's go get you something really special that you'll always look back. And the shops were actually closed that day. And so we ended up sitting there for a while and chatting. And he said, I think you're really hard on our marriage. Like, you're really hard on that you haven't been a great wife, or we've had troubles, and we everybody does. Everybody's had seasons of counseling and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And he said, let's just sit here. And we talked about, like, what made us unique and what made us great. And 
it was like a moment in our marriage that I was like, I love this dude. Like he was able to pull out of us, like why God put us together, why we were a unique couple, like what made, what has made us last and what are we looking forward to? And, and so you can find that on my blog, but it really just kind of gave this new like wind in our sail. It was like, oh my gosh, like I really love this man. And even though it's not been easy and it's been work, like we're made for each other. And I think in the busyness of kids and feeling like roommates and getting out the door to school, you can just really get discouraged and be like, I want to kill him. Like he frustrates me so bad. (laughs) And then you need moments to go like, oh my word, I forgot how awesome he is. So just a little, I hardly ever talk about him because I really like in the post I talked about, like I really feel more at home as a mom um, than I do as a wife. And so I had to be reminded that um, Mm. he's pretty great. So a little bit about him. We're in Texas and we have two girls. We have a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. One's going off into middle school for the first time and one's going into fourth grade, Ella and Larson. And they're um, hilarious and sweet and they can play for hours and then they can cat fight. So we are a normal family. <laughs> and we've only uh, been here in Texas for, this will be their fourth year. Um, but we move around sometimes with Ron's jobs. So we've lived in Florida, um, but our home base is really Georgia. Um, my whole family's there. So you'll hear me talk about and mention that quite a bit because I grew up there and again our whole family's there so um that's a little bit personally about me and um just glad to be here so thanks for having me I love it I feel like I feel like my 11 year old son is heading into middle school and it's a whole new deal it's it's great it's crazy it's like overnight they're like this you know, still little. It's like I, I sat on the bench when um, they did this cute little ceremony at the end of elementary school where all the teachers got up and took a picture with them. And then they did a clap out where they clapped them out of the last chapel of elementary school. And it was so sweet. And um, I, you know, none of fifth graders were crying. All the moms were crying. All the teachers were crying. And my daughter, the fourth grader, uh, sat on a bench with me and just boohooed. Because I think we realized, like, this is the end of, like, an era. Like, this Aww. is like, they're moving on and like she's she just looks older she's talking older she's um doing playing with different things and I was like I I'm excited about the next phase but it just marks the end of like a period of time that was really really sweet with her so um I know it's gonna be challenging but I don't want to I don't want to look to middle school with such dread I think we can all be like oh gosh middle school such attitude well of course that's gonna happen we all did um, right. There's also really sweet, great things we get to do with them in the middle school years. So um, I'm hopeful and I'm excited to watch her grow. She's already becoming such a really cool kid and girl. And I, I can't wait to see God develop that in her. Aww. <laughs> That's sweet, Courtney. I feel like you talk about your kids with such affection. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm big fans. I, I'm big fans. I think, I hope that they feel that. You know, I think in the little years, um, you know, they can be super exhausting and um and we want breaks all the time um but we're in this sweet spot where like I really enjoy being around them and I still need breaks to not time to time and they but um I just want them to know that I really like who they are um mm-hmm. and I'm really not mm-hmm. bugged by them I really um and there's times for sure don't get me wrong at bedtime I'm like you guys go to bed <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> really like, down, you know that kind of thing but um, g- mostly speaking generally like I'm just glad to be around them and I feel like for a long time I used to take credit for who they are and I'm like more and more I'm realizing that I didn't have a whole lot to do with it God just kind of oh. wired them so uniquely and I just I love watching mm-hmm. it play out so that's sweet Courtney I want you to like be my mom 
Oh, <laughs> there is like the, I listened to one of your podcasts and uh, I think you were a guest on it actually. And you were talking about how, I think you and your husband did like an Oscar ceremony <laughs> with these, like where you honored their virtues. And I thought, I want my mom uh, to do that. That's, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you ever need to come to my house and like mother me, I'll take it. Oh my gosh. Well, I think it starts with like, you know, you take what you have and I have a great set of parents, but you know, I think let's think about like the holidays. So if you look back to, you know, maybe the way you did Christmas or maybe the way you did your birthdays and you go, okay, there's some really good things our parents did. And you take the best of that and you pass it down and you have to come to, you know, even, even the type of mayonnaise that you use in your house, like you're, you're with your spouse going, all right, well, we did this. Well, we use this kind. And, and you're kind of comparing and contrasting and going, let's pass this tradition down. And then what's going to be ours together. And mm-hmm. we're all kind of figuring it out. And so I think in, um, and I'm a really, and Ron and I got in this tip about this yesterday. He called me a sensitive, you know, girl. And I was like, don't use that word. Like, don't call me sensitive because it has a really wounding spot with me. Like I am a mm. tender, like um, sensitive can be a negative. Um, but I do notice the needs of other people and God's gifted me that way because that's why I'm compassionate and thoughtful. And I see so much about the world. Um, but I do, I, that can be a negative for me that I do get my feelings too hurt. And I was told that a lot of my life that mm-hmm. I got my feelings too hurt, um, hurt all the time. So, um, you know, I think we look at where, where our parents did their very best. Um, and I have a lot more grace for them now, um, than I did in the earlier years. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, I wish they wouldn't have done this or that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they did their best. Which oh was, my yes. goodness. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. And they were dealing with stuff, you know, my mom lost her parents super early. And I'm like, what if I had lost my parents at 30 something? Oh, what, yeah. Where would I be? You know, my dad lost his, his dad when he was 14. Like he's, he has his own stuff. So, you know, I think you merge your stuff and then you go, okay, I've been given two girls and that's a unique situation where we're, I'm a mom of girls. So what does a girl uniquely need? And then I'm like, God, I just think mm. the world is tearing them up. And so I just am going to be their cheerleader and teach them how to be a woman that's completely confident in herself and needs to know all the time that she's awesome. Because I think you and I, all of us get on Instagram and we're like, we're losers. We're losers. We're ugly. <laughs> it's like you compare yourself all day. Um, yes. So, you know, I think I'm doing the best I can, but it's not as perfect. Remember, you know, you look on Instagram and you see blips in my life and you're like, Oh, you know, she's awesome. But I go, I got junk. My office is a mess, you know, and I probably showed you an Instagram picture that was like, Oh, look at my bulletin board. <laughs> <laughs> look at my calendar. Wait, can we talk about this for a minute? I love this. Cause you're talking about your girls yeah. and, and us as girls and dealing with all this stuff. You like, yeah. so, so you, you've moved even to a more focused, like let's raise girls. Well, even your podcast, all the things like, tell us more about that because treasuredgirls.com, all the yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I started, um, you know, I started in a corporate career and then even that, and I think many people have that hard decision, um, of what to do with your job and your talents and your passions. And that's a whole nother conversation, but I left a corporate career to stay home with the girls and, um, and I tell people to ask me like, what do I do? You know, there's a lot of young moms wrestling with, do I do a side job or do I go back to work? And I tell people it's personal and it's seasonal. I can never make that choice for you because what God has designed for you is super, super personal. 
And mm. you, I can give you advice and tell you my story, and hopefully that will provide inspiration for you. But unless you're seeking God's wisdom in that and praying and, and, and go to mentors and listen to podcasts, but go back to him, like, what is specifically designed for me? Because my income needs are different. My support system is different. The ages of my kids mm. are different. The number of kids I have is different. So it's such a very personal decision for people, and it's seasonal. So every six months or a year, my life changes where either I'm moving or I have a different thing. And so I've tried to keep that in mind when I get jealous and I look at other bloggers or writers or moms and go, well, how is she doing all that? Or why is she doing that? And I try to emulate. And then it mm. feels like you're putting on somebody else's dress when you're like, and I think you've written about that, Amy. It's like, yes. you're like, wait, I'm trying to be somebody else. And I'm not. And it feels like when you finally wrestle into where God has you, you're like, oh, this is me. This is what he has for me. Mm. Um, so that first span of my first book and, and the ABC cards was very much of a passion of me trying to figure out what is this vision going to look like for my family? And I was very much, and I still am passionate about, you know, a home where values and virtues aren't just forced and shoved down through lectures. It was very much like, how do I do this day to day? How do I make generosity, you know, a thing that they experience and enjoy and get into their system? And this is what we do as a family. And so that's still very much of what we do. And I enjoyed getting that out there and helping moms really practically in the season that I was in. Um, because there's, you know, if you ask me to write a book about formula right now, I'm like, I don't even remember like how much formula goes in a bottle. Like it's so far removed. Um, right. I love writing about and doing work in the season that I'm in. Um, cause I never want to be an expert. I want to be a conversation starter to say, here's what mm. we're dealing with. If this helps you in some way. Now you go because these are your kids and, and then you ask God and then you go. And so for the last, um, that book came out in 2014, um, when that came out and I saw how hard it was to put yourself out there and market and, and get eaten up and spit out in a little bit of ways and, and then try to speak and leave your kids. I was like, Lord, you, I have to be so clear. The next project is from you because I know the cost. Um, and so mm. that led me into waiting and praying and waiting and praying and seeing what that next project was. And it eventually led me into what you talked about as, um, treasured girls. So before I launch into that, that's just a little background of how that got started. I love it. I so have appreciated your book in this house. We will giggle because um, I feel like we are similar. You've. Uh, I love that you're like I'm a recovering perfectionist, and how do I <laughs> do this thing? And even the value of like I'm not. We're going to experience. We're going to experience these virtues and values. And you're. Yeah. Ah, friends, go buy her book. It's so good. It's very practical, hands-on. Um, yeah, I just yeah. appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, I just started in those years, you know, when I was blogging, I was like, I was meeting other moms that were like, I just, you know, you're home all day. You're trying to do your best to get them just fed and to bed and alive, but you're having this deep, like, I think that there's a spiritual awakening that happens when you have kids that you're like, all of a sudden the responsibility and the weight and the love that you have for them, is it just alive? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't want to wait. Like, yes, I'm exhausted. There's no extra time, but you're like, could I do this at the same time? Like, could I actually talk to them about faith? Um, how do I do mm-hmm. this both? And so that was really my hope that I would give people, you know, there's 12 chapters and there's 12 virtues and just say, okay, let's take patience. For example, in the course of busy life, could there be a way you could kind of sprinkle in patience and teach them in really fun and practical ways. And like you said, it's a a chapter you could pick up and put down and not feel the need to read a whole book. Um, Or if you think a year later, you're like, man, we are really struggling with responsibility. We know that's something that's biblical. We know it would help them. I mean, pick it up, get some inspiration, get some fun ideas and then take it. Um, so that was really the heartbeat behind that. And it's been fun to watch it, uh, go 
but then it's been a challenge. You know, you know, when you put something out there, you start going, oh, I should have sold more or, or is it doing its work? And, and just mm. a personally challenging season for me to keep letting go of it and stop comparing and, and really go back to the Lord and say, what was the original design for it? Did mm. it help you? Did it impact your family? And then let go of it. And Lisa Turkers was a huge godsend friend of mine that kind of talked me off a ledge after about a year when I'd been pushing it and speaking and getting it out there. And I just called her bawling. I was like, I just, you know, I didn't think I'd sold enough and let the publisher down. And she was like, you are done. Like you've done what you can do. You've done your diligence. Like just walk away. Not walk away, but just like stop striving. Like if someone invites you into something, say yes, but you don't owe anyone anything. Like you've been obedient. So I'm so, she also gave me perspective was like, Hey, by the way, I've been writing for 20 years and, and I have 20 books and, and those are hitting New York Times bestseller. Like you, this is your first book. And she said, my first book just sold 20,000 copies. Like just stop putting so much pressure on yourself to mm-hmm. do something that um, no one else is expecting from you. So I'm so thankful for her wisdom and, and how she leads other women to be like, hey, I think you're putting the pressure on yourself. Nobody else is expecting this from you. So mm-hmm. it's a little blip of the last hmm. uh, seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Courtney, like sticking with your book for a minute, how did you maybe speak to our listeners? How did you kind of like balance all the irons in the fire? Like you're, you've got littles, you're writing a book, you've got a marriage, you've got a ministry, all the things. Like, how did you do all that simultaneously? Yeah, it was tricky. It was tricky. There's, um, like I said, it's seasonal in different months. I had different, I was in different States, you know, in the early years I was in Atlanta where I had a ton of grandparent help and, mm. and when mm. everything was getting launched up, they were so excited to watch their grandkids and they were like fighting over them. So I was like, woohoo, I'll go work on this vision and getting it kicked off. And then right when I launched the site, um, I found I was moving to Florida and I was like, Oh, neat. That's great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But right in that season was right when they were starting school. So then all of a sudden I had these morning school hours and I had to just be really diligent about getting it done in those hours. And then Ron was super helpful. When I wrote the book, I could write, I found out it was different than writing a blog post. So I could sit down and write a blog post and a couple hours and, and if I was focused, but I found out writing chapters, I had to have a good seven, eight hour, like head down focused chunk mm. of time. Mm-hmm. And so he would give me, you know, a Saturday or so, and I would just have to go knock them out. And then towards the end, when I was doing it, they came back to me and said, I had to totally rewrite three chapters. And I just remember oh. sobbing and was like, mm. I don't want to rewrite these, you know, and I was just <laughs> And so my sweet husband was like, and some people go to like a, a writer's mountain house. And I was like, oh, I need a fancy hotel. And like, <laughs> I was like, what I'm going to need for inspiration is room service and massage. <laughs> yes. And so he was like, do what you need to do. So I'm so thankful for his, he, awesome. you know, we saw it as like not a normal way of life, but like buckle down for six months. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been asked to do this, get it out. Mm-hmm. And then, but the girls really, they, they did not love that year. Um, and they, and that's why I haven't been a, and I don't think it's wrong. You just had, again, it's very personal for me. I have not been an author that's been like, Oh, fun. Let me do that every six months. Mm -hmm. Turn out a book every year because I've saw, I was not able to juggle both well. And I, and I, and for me and for our income needs, my husband's been able to provide and I have not wanted to miss the field trips and miss picking them up. Mm -hmm. And so they really felt that, hit in that time. I was, you know, I sold the most and I was able to get more people into the message, which, which I cared the most about. I wanted people to know that their faith could be real and their families could get around this. So when I traveled and would speak, 
more people got access to that. And so the girls really spoke to me and Ella had some anxiety around that time and was like, mom, I just don't want you gone this much. And Mm. and so I just always had to pull back with Ron and just say, what is too much? We limited it to like one a month for a while and then one a quarter. And and so we just continued to um, restructure and relook at what our you know, our goals and um, what's the most important for the season. So I don't know if that answers that, but I think it's just constantly pulling back and saying, what's, what can go, who can help. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think our kids are supposed to be the center of our world. Um, And so it's okay for mommy to work and go off and do things. But Mm -hmm. when they're able to vocalize that, you know, it's taken a hit on them, especially when they're nauseous going to school. I think that's a Mm -hmm. a red flag that like, "Hmm, I might need to get off the road some. (laughs) Uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Uh, I mean, you're just preaching. It's so, it's so good to think about it's personal and it's seasonal. You're right. Every six months you got to think through and they're mm-hmm. voicing things. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have just recently shared about this and I hope it helps one person have a baby. But if you look back, I, I really could have a third child. And, and Ron would say, Court, we prayed about it. Okay, well, we prayed about it for like a minute. And we're like, hey, well, we're moving and I've got this bug and I've got this thing. But there, we could not see how we could have another child. It was just so crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I've told a lot of women, I'm like, you really, if you think about it, you really, really can write and you really, really can launch businesses 10 years later and 15 years yeah. later, even though it's burning in you, like that's a skill you can do. But you really... Mm-hmm there is a timeline to having children. Like people are like, oh no, you can have babies in your forties. But I'm very tired right now. Um, Mama's tired. tired. So I just look back and go, oh, I wish I would have paused when Larson was two or three and slowed it down a little bit and pulled way, way up, even for a month and consistently prayed and said, is this what you really, really, really want? And Mm -hmm. could you put those ministry... uh, because it just seemed like a ball I couldn't stop. I was like, well, I've got all this and I've got, I don't know how I would shut it down. And there was so much, so much interest and demand and, and it's God's work. So you're like, how would I stop scripture cards from getting out in the world? Well, he would have right. figured it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I had someone um, message me. I was like, I needed to hear that. And she's going to proceed. I was like, will you name your baby Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, no, just really pause because I think, you know, we feel such passion. But I'm like, so you can still write your book. Just put it on a, in a journal. Put it in a document. You can mm. still create those things. But there's just some sweet birthing and raising kid years that you can't get back. And and, I, and those are, you know, so just throwing that out there while I'm vomiting my life. <laughs> No, that's good, Courtney. We've got a three and a half month old right now. And yeah. I mean, the, the moment he was born, I said, Zach, to my husband, you got to go to the doctor and we got to cut it off. <laughs> Not it, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but and, and you're making me think my husband's going to like lose his mind if he listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it, how many do you I'm have? Like, we've only got two. I know. I mean, like, do we do another? When the second starts asking is like, I mean, they just, I, and I think it's, it's interesting to think about the grandparent years. Cause like I, we are shockingly halfway through. So we're already talking about like, when they're in college I know. where do we want to live and, and what do we want that sibling to like, if one's gone for Christmas, the other one's alone. So then you start thinking like, okay, if one, you know, we look at our own dynamic and think, you know, it's just interesting. It's interesting to think that far ahead 
Mm-hmm. And God will know and he'll lead you. And I don't think there's a mom out there that would say they ever felt totally, no mom ever feels great about totally closing that door. All dads feel great about it. They're like, yep. I mean, there's <laughs> they're like, yep, close it off. Yeah. yeah. yeah done, done, done. So I don't think you ever feel a hundred percent clear. Um, but just pause a little bit longer than a day. Pause a little bit longer than a week. <laughs> yeah, and just realize that even though these are your dreams, they're not your dreams for a year. They're your dreams mm-hmm, for a lifetime. Good. You may be saying that in your lifetime, you're going to do a book on this. In your lifetime, you're going to speak. Because I've talked to a girl named Karen Stubbs that a lady said, you're going to preach. They, a lady stopped her and said, you're going to end up preaching and talking to thousands of women. That was when she had toddlers. She's now an empty nesters and the thousands just came to fruition. So I think mm. a word and we get an encouragement and we get so excited to execute that God's like, no, I was telling you that for like when you're 50, like <laughs> we're like yeah. By next yes. Thursday, I have to produce this, you know, ebook. It's like, good. you know, mm-hmm. go to your kids kindergarten graduation. That's important. It's good. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. I, I, I love that. I, I was talking to Alicia Bruxford. I don't know if you know her, Courtney, yeah, but um, I that name. I don't... she writes for Cover 31. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are besties. Um, <laughs> she, um, she said a similar thing just at, she speaks this past week to me, we were talking and she said, you know, God might give you a whisper, like about like way future, like tuck that away um, and just see how it slowly unfolds. Cause we're so like right now, right now um, and don't have that, that longevity and patience built right. in. Right. So well, it reminds me of treasured. I mean, for the last years, I mean, years I've been stewing on and thinking about the coming of age of girls. I mean, I would tell you 15 years I've been thinking about this since a conversation before I was even engaged so, Tim Elmore was a speaker when I was at Chick-fil-A Corporate. He came in and talked about his book, Nurturing the Leader Within Your Children, and talked about a process he did with his kids. So there was no Bob Metzfin in the Christian culture, and he talked about what he did with his children. It was an amazing, he poured in mentors into their life, and, and then they had this amazing 13th birthday party, and I was crying. I'm like, this is amazing. When I have kids, I'm doing something like that. So that was a yeah. seed planted before I was even married. So fast forward, my two buddies, Jeff Henderson at Buckhead Church and David Sawyers at Chick-fil-A, they started Champion Tribes, which is a father-son coming-of-age thing for Christian boys or any boys, really, um, to have like a moment with their dad. And so we've been talking for the last three or four years about this. And he said, you got to do the girl version. And I kept pushing back. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, my girls aren't old enough. I want to live it first. I want to live it first. And I was just so pushing. And I will tell you, if you know it's time, and you know it's a vision you're supposed to walk forward and God will not let it go. Like you can try mm. to shove it, you can try to push it down, you can try to table it, hide it, trash it. He will not stop bubbling it up in your soul. Mm. And I would try to give it off to somebody else. I would try to delegate it. I would try to move on to other projects. And literally it will not let go of my soul. And I'm mm. like, Lord, I don't have time. Lord, I don't know enough. Lord, I'm scared I'm going to lead these girls in the wrong direction. And he will not let it go. And so, um, it's literally happening. And so he's opened doors and closed doors. And I've had big, I've been in meetings where they're about to get $200,000 and it's about to be this company. And then the door slams. And then I met with Lisa Turkhurst about it. And she's like, this is amazing. You need to go straight to Lifeway. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. I thought it was amazing. God, And then that door slams. And so it's been this incredible journey. And finally got a contract with Orange, who's a, a group out of Atlanta. They're called Parent Q Orange, but they do a lot of church curriculum. And so they're going to produce this curriculum for girls that I've been dreaming about for 
years. And I just am so excited to have a team. So it'll be basically a small group for um, basically the preteen age, four to six. And it'll be around six major struggles that girls go through for mothers and daughters to talk about together. So it'll be about friendship and body and emotions and faith and technology. And then there's one I'm forgetting, identity. And they're just going to bring so much to the table. They do videos great and they have a creative team and all the things that I don't have. And it's like, oh, neat. Look, there's a God that (laughs) brings people to your team. And so then the Treasure Girls community is one that I'll just kind of run and continue to pour into people and provide resources. And, um, and then that connected me over to Winter, um, Winter Pitts, who many of you've heard just passed away, but her and I were friends and trying to figure out like our worlds were colliding. We were like, we're both in the same town and we both love girls. And she had all these devotions and magazines. And we sat for like four hours at my dinner table trying to figure out like, do we merge this? We just love the same stuff. And mm. we, we sat there trying to figure out like even brand wise, so we just kill our brands and do the same thing. And she said, and we just, our husbands were there and we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. She was about to relaunch her magazine. And we're like, let's go forward with that. I'll write for that. And then let's do a podcast together and just get on mentors and ask them questions about how they lead their girls. And so we started Mm -hmm. that in April and then she was like, you go with the curriculum and we'll just keep working together. And if God makes it clear that we're going to merge them, we'll merge them. And, um, and then she just shockingly passed away a couple of weeks ago. And it has been, um, just shocking. I don't have any other words other than um, shocking, but I just, God has been everywhere, everywhere. I've experienced Mm. him in a a whole new level. Um, But her work, I would tell people is some of the best I've seen out there in my lifetime um, for girls. So it's called Four Girls Like You. She has a magazine and books and and I'm just committed to keep carrying on her legacy um, and working with her husband on that magazine. And um, I'm excited what the future holds for girls. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but mom guilt. Do you deal with it? What do you do with it? How do you advise others? Let's hear it. Yeah, I, for sure. I've had seasons of a ton of mom guilt and then some where I am just solid in who I am and and not dealing with it as much. And so I think, um, how would I advise mom guilt? Um, that is a hard one. I think I know when I am in the word and when I am in my lane, it doesn't bother me as much. And when I'm doing too much social media and when I'm, it's almost like a friend of mine gave me this illustration. So when you're in an ocean and your feet aren't planted very firmly, you're just getting smacked down by oceans, uh, by the waves. You're just getting left and right and smacked down. I and mean, you're not firmly planted. And I've had seasons of that where everything was making me mad. I was getting frustrated and and my feelings are hurt and I'm overthinking. And I we can just get like that as women. And so I think we have to go back to who are you listening to? Who do you have in your life? And so I have to get around me, obviously God's word and listen to him, what he thinks about me. And then I have to get around other moms that are not going to make me feel like that about myself. And so mm-hmm. what podcast are you listening to? What Instagram feeds are you getting inspiration from? Who are you doing real life with? So I think if we're online too much, that happens way too much. And so get out of your house, get out of your closet office where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't have lunch with somebody <laughs> and just be around people that make you feel okay about exactly who you are and that you not need to keep doing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Courtney, one thing that uh, one of my, my friends asked, she was like, and I didn't have a good answer. So I'm going to ask you. <laughs> So she was like, she's got littles. And her question was like, how do you do ministry 
like with your kids simultaneously. So like you go to church, your kids are running around and you're trying to think like, how do I keep my eyes on my kids? Cause they're going to run into a parking lot if I don't, <laughs> but yet somebody's trying to, you know, talk to you simultaneously. So how do you, how do we do all this? Especially as moms of littles, how do we minister and be mom in the moment? Hmm. Yeah, I think there's times that I love inviting them in and there's times that there's a role they can play and they feel really special in that. And I think they realize what mom is up to. And so there's been times when my kids have gotten older where I invited them along and let them run the table and give them a job and they feel like they're a part of it. And there's times they come up on stage and they, and one of them would die. She does not want to be on stage. One of them is like, can I stay up there the whole time? Like, can I do this speech? And so uh-huh. I think it shows them. And then there's times before I go that I'm like, Hey, I'm walking into this scenario. Can y'all pray with me? And, and so they, mm, they understand sweet. what I'm leaving for. And so then I'll tell them stories when I come back and say, you guys prayed and you're not going to believe what happened. Like God answered your prayer. One mom came up and she needed that message. So you were a part of that. Um, and then there's times I think you got to ask for what you need. And so just say, I need help. I don't have any money. I need help. I need an intern. I need someone that could watch my kids on Thursdays or walk with me, or even just say out to the room, is there anybody that would be willing to sit with my kids and color with them while I do this thing? And you would be surprised the people that are willing to step forward. And like, for example, think about the number of grandmothers that are people that even want to be grandmothers that don't have kids, grandkids yet, mm-hmm. or grandmothers whose kids are out of town. They are dying for some babies to live on. And so start putting your needs out there and you should be surprised who will be willing to step up and help you. And it would be a ministry to them to be able to support you doing what you do. So I think it's both inviting them in. And then, and so like today I had someone call me and I was like, Lord, are you kidding? She's doing her seminary and she like wants to help me 10 hours for free for an internship. And she's doing, and like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yes, please. Oh, like, that's amazing. And her focus is mother daughter. And she's been leading mother daughter groups for three years. And she just, I've met her one time before and she's doing Dallas seminary. And I just like, look at the Lord, like, oh my goodness. So I would say, pray for that too. Like, Lord, bring people in my life mm. that I would trust. And I'm not always passing my kids off, but when I need to be focused, mm-hmm. because the kids can feel when you're annoyed, they're like you're like flicking them off like flies, yes. like yes. yes, and you're not good oh. at either job when you're that's mm-hmm. frazzled. So that's good. That helps. I love bringing kids into praying for things too, because mm-hmm. yes. like my three and a half year old, he can't sit in a coffee shop and engage. Former <laughs> CEO of Mobs, when we were in our first meeting about treasured, she said to me. Um, you know, my daughter got in the car one year and said, no one will talk to me in the lunchroom. And she said, I then proceeded to give her this amazing sermon on how much God loves her. And she said, okay, mom, thank you so much. But can we get back to the part where no one's sitting with me at lunch? Oh, I can't think, that. think about that. Like mm-hmm. we yeah. all, the solution for all of it is God. Mm-hmm. But totally our moms and our kids and all of mm-hmm. us need the practical stuff to be like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. the answer is always Jesus. But we need the stuff to fill our very, very practical hurts and wounds and challenges. And they'll come around. Mm-hmm. And if you help people get with their mom guilt, if you help them laugh today, if you help them figure out how to make a meal without killing children, like that's helpful. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then oh, yeah. they're ready to listen to you go, hey, by the way, go to church and yes, yes, feel yes, something. Yes. Like they're, then they're positioned to listen to you because you gave them something helpful. You know what I mean? I want like a 1-800-CALL-COURTNEY-LINE. <laughs> 
Yeah, can, can, can you set that up for us? Can you do that? <laughs> I, <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks for listening to episode eight of The Big Top with Courtney DeFeo. And I'm quite certain that you're all looking up what a lemur looks like right now that our, that our episode has ended. But if you're not doing that right now, you need to actually head over to CourtneyDeFeo.com. CourtneyDeFeo.com. And you've got to check out her scripture cards and her book, In This House We Will Giggle. You guys, right after I got off our podcast, I went to her website and I bought Courtney's scripture cards. Because after talking with her, I became so quickly convinced of the way that she makes faith just come to life in parenting and in motherhood through her very own resources. And so Courtney, I mean, I'm sure you guys caught a glimpse of it. She is so, so practical in all the ways. And I just need some tools in my tool belt. And she gives us those things. So I'm telling you what, she is sincere and she is kind and she is just the absolute real deal. And I could not think of anyone better to support than Courtney DeFeo. So we hope that you enjoyed Courtney as much as we did. And you're definitely going to want to come back for our next episode when we talk with one of our very favorite podcasters on planet Earth about motherhood and all of the things. You guys, it's going to be fun. So, however, before we let you off the hook, listeners, we, we had a giveaway going and we have got to let you know who won our giveaway of their own copy of Amy's Chin Up book and the best pair of New Day earrings that I have seen. So drum roll, y'all. That's not the drum roll. <laughs> but our winner is Rachel Hartzler. Who you guys, I mean, she's amazing. She tagged perhaps maybe 1,000 people on our Instagram account. So congrats, Rachel. We will get you that giveaway as soon as we can. And chin up, girl. Wear those earrings proud. We're excited for you. So, all right, friends. We love you guys a million times over. We cannot thank you enough for listening, rating, and sharing our podcast. And as always, if you've got a minute, if you would leave us a rating, leave us a review. And honestly, it's because of you that our message of laughing hard and learning well in the middle of our crazy service 